Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and to honor alienated parents next month on International Parental Alienation Day, Epiphany Awaits is offering a faith-based retreat for alienated parents with both in-person and a Zoom option on April 23rd through the 25th, 2021 at the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Only $100 for a weekend of support for the journey with speakers, including Dr. Mark Roseman and other professionals focused on guidance, friendship, and compassion. Seating is limited and discount applies to registration before March 15th or after March 15th. It will be $125 registration fee. Scholarships are available. Email request for application and registration form to epiphaniesawait at gmail.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-A-W-A-I-T at gmail.com. I have Crystal back on the show and we're going to discuss how children are taken away by foster care systems and what happens to them. And also there are parents that are actually allowed to throw their children out on the street and names are protected. We're going to talk to someone and what we're going to do today is also discuss CPS. Again, we have, we have to keep talking about CPS because they are a continuous problem. And so welcome, Crystal. Thank you. And I also want to uh, remember our Warriors and Children and Families Unite on Facebook. Um, we always keep connected. We always fight and we will remain united. That is the only thing that is going to bring down this corrupt evil system. Yes. And I'm so sorry I did not mention that. It's been kind no. of a crazy day. <laughs> It, it definitely has been. I just got back from a, a grateful uh, vacation. Um, but what we want to talk to uh, the people out there today, the parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the relatives, the neighbors and friends, is that CPS is looking for every one of you to reach out for money. Um, your children are money. Mm -hmm. Crystal, what do you think, you know, CPS, some parents won't open their door and yet CPS keeps coming back. I would advise them to keep your door closed unless they have an absolute warrant. Most police officers that come with that uh, social worker uh, believe that there is an absolute warrant. Um, if they didn't, they are absolutely breaking every code, every ethical code they took. You have the right to uh, appropriated privacy, um, no evasion. Um, you have your rights under the amendment. So if an officer comes with a social worker without a warrant, do not open your door. And that is very true. I wish I would have followed that advice had I known about it. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know anything about this until I had gotten sucked into it myself. Well, we don't. As people, we think that our government is there to protect us, just like our president uh, Reagan said, uh, when the government says we're here to help, run. Run. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that is true. It's very sad. And so many uh, parents and children are suffering. And things are just going very badly for a lot of families. And what do you think as far as, you know, 
stopping this as far as parents having support groups, what else can be done? Well, I think at this time and, and point, it is a national and international problem. It is like a bed bug problem, literally a bed bug problem. These people in these courts are a bed bug. They will not stop. Um, it is disgusting and vile the way that they treat these parents and grandparents. Um, if you're at poverty level, what they say, quote unquote, is poverty level. Good luck. Um, it, even if you are at middle class, it doesn't matter. Unless you have a name uh, close to a famous person, good luck. Because your children are literally at that level of being sold by our own government. Our government is so poor that they are starting to sell our children. Definitely. Um, and it's gotten worse. Um, I'm appalled. I, I just, you know, I sit here and I hear these stories and you really are, you know, you're shocked even though it's happened to you and you still hear them. It's like, there's always another story that is very upsetting and shocking, but people need to hear it and rehear it. So we don't ever forget that it can happen to anyone. Well, that's why I advise parents, just like we have many times in many other broadcasts that you have done, has advised parents to please record everything. You don't have to put a phone down. You can get something cheaper than your phone to record absolutely everything in your house so where they do not know you're recording them. Mm -hmm. And I know the court system is so corrupt that most times they won't enter that as evidence. And that's how sick our family court system is, is that it is a private for-profit organization. It is not a court system. Most people don't understand family court is not family court. It is a private for-profit organization, meaning anything that enters that court, from that point on, your profit, your property, your assets, your children, your livelihood, your job, they own you. And then once they own you, they won't let you go. They're like, they're Not like, use everything. Yeah, right. Definitely. People have lost everything. They've lost their careers, such as myself. Um, I, you know, not only I have lost everything, I know other people that have lost everything. And the way you're treated in family court is absolutely appalling. That just has got to stop. I personally would like to see video cameras and tamper-proof mics in every courtroom. I know they're doing this in some courtrooms, but they need to do it everywhere around the whole world. Well, when we can't get police officers to be mic'd and cambered, we can't expect our courtrooms to be. There's a lot of corruption across the United States that has been embedded for decades and decades. And until it stops and until America puts a stop to it, until we, the United people, put a stop to it, it will not stop. Mm -hmm. And that's why we run these podcasts is to enlighten and educate parents and grandparents and the general public that really they don't know this, these things. They just don't know until you're, you've got one of them at your doorstep and then you're going, what do I do? <laughs> right. They're like a venomous snake. 
when you yeah. go out, most of us understand <clears throat> that most parts of the seasons, we have snakes across the country, whether it's in the south, the north, the east, or the west. We all have snakes. So we have to be careful. When we walk out onto our porch or we get ready for work, uh, we have to be aware. But unfortunately, these snakes, they live year round. And they come to your doorstep and they'll bite you, but they bite you with the most venom. Not a venom that'll kill you, but a venom that will take your soul. Mm -hmm. And they will take your children, they'll take your livelihood, they'll take your finances, your whole career, and they don't blink an eye because that's what they've been trained to do. Many of these people, thousands of them in this work field have come forward and have tried to stop it, but they can't because it's an underground agency betting and going forward and paying for child trafficking. What they do is they child traffic, they sex traffic through the highest points of government. Shocking. Yes. Shocking. Yes but that's what they do. And these little young women and young men that sit there and say, well, I'm here to take your child because your child is so endangered because they miss 10 days of school or because your child is under a certain grade level or because your child has medical needs that the government can't pay for or you can't pay for, we're going to take them. This is disgusting. It's child profit. This is what they do to the elderly too. There's a Netflix movie that actually came out portraying what is actually happening within the government. They don't just do it to children. They do it to the disabled and they do it to the elderly. It's all for profit. They take the elderly's assets, they sell it among themselves, it is absolutely disgusting. And the name of that movie on Netflix is called I Care A Lot. Absolutely. And, and believe it or not, I was shocked how many people in healthcare came up to me and said, this movie is real. I said, honey, it's been real for decades. Oh, yes. This has been going on. Um, I know there's people trying to stop these um, people coming into the elderly's or disabled people's homes uh but these are people that are in line with whoops cps right so mm -hmm. what happens is every one of them all these well we need to make people be aware the elderly the vulnerable the the disabled and our children just tell your children you're profit the elderly are profit the only people are not profit are from the age of 18 to 65 mm -hmm. 18 to 65 those are the only ones that are not profit why why aren't they marianne ask me and well why is that is it the incentives there is no incentive there is no incentive unless they are disabled and mentally incapacitated. Honey, it doesn't take much to make somebody in the United States mentally incapacitated. The state and the government gets money for that because everyone that is born has a money board on their head. Why do you think that your social security number and your birth certificate have a, have a number? You're all worth over $200,000 from the day you're born and you're indebted to that money 
It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. You're indebted to that money. Yeah, it's sickening. Whoever started that, you know, whoever started putting numbers, you know, the social security numbers on birth certificates, you know, who came up with that? I never really researched it, to be honest. Go back to the 1920s. Mm. And you can research that. Everybody go back to the 1920s. You can research that. We're all indebted to the United States. And anytime your social security number is used, that is why we have to have a license for everything. We have a, we're not free. Mm. Anybody who thinks you're free, you're a lunatic. Mm -hmm. We're not free. We have to have a license to travel, a license to fly, a license to fish, a license to feed our children, a license for absolutely everything. You're not free. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not crazy. Because if I was crazy, honey, they would have already killed me. Hey, when we lived in England, we had to have a license for a TV set. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy people are going to get killed first. That's what the government wants. The crazy, the people that are woke, are the ones that are going to get killed first. Yes. What do you think, you know, with this going on so long, and CPS just getting away with a lot of things, you know, even though, say, a parent takes them into court and tries to sue them, you know, they may come out with some type of settlement, but that also comes from. Very rarely does yeah. a parent get a settlement unless their child has been adamantly killed within the system. Being raped within the system, you get a very small lawsuit if that. Um, the system is so corrupt and it, it goes so deep. These people really honestly believe that they're coming to your door and knocking on your door to help you or your child. And they bring the police officers with them. And 90% of them are so arrogant and do not know the law that they have to have a warrant. How many parents that are going to listen to this say, oh, my God, they didn't even have a warrant. They didn't even have nothing to take mm -hmm. my child. But the, the government owns you. The mm -hmm. government owns that child because that social security number and that birth certificate says so. You know, and it's sad when a parent says, you know, you'll see things on Facebook where a parent will say, I've had two kids taken away. Uh, do you think they'll come back and take this other one that I'm going to be having. And, you know, I, I always answer yes. Yes. Yes, Marianne. And it's sad because as long as you keep breeding, they keep feeding. Isn't that a sad statement? It really is because America shouldn't be like this. I can't say enough about it. If you go into another country, say Africa, I hate to say this, Africa, uh, countries, Uganda, uh, uh, Kenya, uh, other countries, go. I, I, literally, South America, go. I would, I would rather live in a third world country. 
and I'm serious about this. Mm -hmm. I would rather live in a third world country where I would make my own food, make my own life, keep my children. I understand they have children slavery there, but let me tell you something. I wouldn't go there unprepared. Mm -hmm. But I would run there. And it's sad that we have to think as parents, because I've talked to several, probably thousands of parents that are talking about an underground railroad for parents to save their children. And we are in 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're talking about underground railroads for children and parents to save their children from sex slave and child protective services. That's most definitely true. I'm sorry, Marianne. I get very, very voiceful. Well, you should. Um, because, you know, um, oh, I can't think of the gentleman. Uh, he's on YouTube. He, he used to be a CIA agent, and he, would, uh, he has a team of people that go in and try to get these kids out of these uh, sex slavery um, um, trafficking organizations. Yes, let's talk about how many kids were just saved from Tennessee two mm -hmm. days Let's talk about how many kids in the United States. We want to talk about opening the borders, but yet we have a slave industry within our own corporation, within our own government. What the living hell are parents thinking? Are people thinking? When they go to these school boards, when they go to these organizations and these PTA meetings and these governmental meetings, wake the fuck up. Because you're not, it doesn't matter if you're an RN or a doctor. It doesn't matter what religion or race you believe in. Your child will be sold next to the highest bidder. And they come for you with the fake warrants and the police officers with these fake allegations and the court system and the judges and every one of them are nothing but chess players who get paid for every move they made to make sure that you're in prison. That is for sure. And uh, separating the family, I find, is also one of their tactics with the CPS, because I've talked to loads of parents where it seems like CPS wants them to be separated or get a divorce. Then you can keep your kid. Of course they do. I have talked to thousands and thousands of parents that have said the same thing that happened to me. Divorce the father, divorce the mother, you'll be able to keep the children. Divorce them. It's satanic. It's evil. Mm -hmm. The court system does not want a family united because if a family is united, listen to this, they've broken up thousands and millions of families. Thousands upon thousands to millions of families. Mm -hmm. Generations destroyed by their rituals and their beliefs that's what they want without a father there is no structure without a mother there is no love mm -hmm. they get, they, they're doing this purposely mm -hmm. it's like they did to our brothers and sisters in the african-american community 
They did it. It's not a race or a cultural thing. It's a demonic thing. Mm -hmm. That's why they kill them. That's why they go after us. That's why they go after our children, our legacy, our future, our, our fruit of the nation. And this has been going on since 1920s, well, even earlier than that. I'm, I apologize. Uh, CPS has been around for way Top before the 1900s. Yes. They, they, and then they prominently came around during Hitler's time. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was more prominent. Um, hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, in fact, I had heard a story. I was watching something on uh, the Third Reich and um, they had these camps for, you know, young teen girls. And the one girl, she went to her mother and said, well, this is what's going on is they're bringing in Aryan men so they can breed them with these girls to then produce more Aryan race. And so the mother, of course, went to the camp and said, you know, I want my kid out of here. And um, they walked her back home and they kept her child there. Exactly. And that's what they do here in America. They knock mm -hmm. at your door, they take your children. Your child is 90. Listen to me, folks. 90% more to be violated sexually, emotionally, verbally, mentally, scholastically, and spiritually in the system. And it's a shame because then when they get out of the system, they're at they're such a huge... The parent has to try to pay for it, and then the system tries to act like, why aren't you a good parent? Why haven't you done what you needed to do? What are you doing wrong? But then when the child, well, not, I shouldn't say, we'll say the 18 year old comes out of foster care, they're, they're on the streets. There's no place for them to go. Let's talk about the parents that kick their children out. Right. There's parents out, out there in jail, in jail, because they couldn't get their child to go to school. But then we have parents that kick their children out because they're not living the quote-unquote road that they need to live, hurting them, abusing them, to where they have to sleep behind grocery stores, uh, broken down trailers. So let's talk about that. Let's actually talk to a real victim. Most definitely, you can bring him on. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Now, we're going by your name of Zachary. Yes, ma'am. So, would you like to share some of your story with us? Yeah, of course. So, um, I don't know, really know where you'd like me to begin on it. Um, well, however you would like to start um you know maybe how you ended up there and then how you got out of there what i mean what happened so i went uh into foster care for a little bit um when i was younger 
um, my biological dad had left my mother. Um, so my mother didn't really know, she didn't have the necessary tools that she needed um, you know, to have. She didn't know anything. Um, she was doing the best she could. She had three, three young boys. Um, so we all had to go to foster care. Um, mm. Luckily, you know, by the grace of God, it was only for a couple months. Mm. Um, I do know, and I've heard some stories of other people who have been there, you know, again, for their whole life. Um, and as I got older, you know, my parents, my mom ended up getting me back. She married my uh, stepdad. Um, and they all together now have had, you know, my mom's had 12 kids. Uh, mm -hmm. As I turned 17, um, I went to a private school, you know, um, you know, everything like that. But there was things that, you know, as a parent never should happen. Um, you know, do I think that, you know, there was things that everybody can correct as a kid? Yes, no kid is perfect. Um, you know, there's things that, you know, the kids, for me, example, and a personal, um, you know, example is nicotine. Um, I started smoking nicotine, you know, the, the nicotine vapes yes. when I was in high school. It was a young, you know, I'm only, you know, 19 now. That was four and a half, five years ago. Um, so my freshman years when I started, a lot of it, especially coming from a young man's mind, you know, perspective, I guess perspective is a better word of, you know, using. Um, a lot of the reason why, it, for me personally, I started using nicotine as a kid, it wasn't because it was the quote unquote cool thing to do, although some kids do use it for that. For me personally, it was a way of dealing with both stress and anxiety. Um, do I think, do I think it was right of me? No. But at the same time, my parents were very much against it to where they kicked me out of the house um, for, for the nicotine. I was given no, uh, I had no license. Um, I was not able to get a license. I was, you know, supposed to get it, you know, obviously when you're younger, 16, you know, 17, whatever permit and was never had that. Um, I had uh, no, I, don't, I still don't know, have a social security card, but I know the number, thankfully. And a birth certificate. I had no ID, no nothing. So you know, these these CPS workers are taking these kids at a young age, and you know, and the parents are, you know, a lot of the parents are getting them back, but then because the parent isn't able to handle or feels, I guess, is a feels like they can't handle the the children and the way they, you know, want them to be, the way the life they want them to live, they kick them out because they don't know what else to do. But it, for me personally, I mean, I had nothing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm built my life as a young man, you know, not perfect. I know that for, you know, for a fact, not perfect, but not having anything and trying to build something, you know, why? Because, you know, I was, I did stuff they didn't like because I wanted to live my own life, you know, and I understand mm -hmm. that part of it, you know, it's both aspects, but and also, too, I just wanted to, if it's okay to bring this in about CPS again, um, I just wanted to say something of, you know, just the fact that CPS really is for parents and even kids, young adults listening to this right now, please listen, especially young kids and teenagers, because I, I'm not much older than you guys. I understand it, you know, and a lot of that is from personal experience. You know, you can't change the truth of what happens. You know, people want to brush it off and act like nothing's going on. But really, in reality, CPS really is dangerous. You mm -hmm. know, 
they what parents don't realize is that and even kids i mean you know how many times do you you know does a parent have a kid open the door you know hey hey mom this is so and so i think it is but when they open the door it's not the person they thought it was mm-hmm. you know not and obviously that's not on the you know the parents they don't know but that's why we're telling you right now cps is very dangerous when they take the kids what they don't realize is they do these things they do the rape they rape kids they abuse kids and even to the point of death as sometimes it, and it i hate to say it in such a dark way but at the same time it's what people need to hear people don't need the watered down truth we've been getting that for thousands of years we don't need the watered down truth to make ourselves feel better or make our government on a higher pedestal than they really are people don't realize that it's like letting a vampire into your house obviously it's you know the analogy if you say yeah come on in you don't know that they're gonna you know eat you <laughs> or turn right. you into a vampire all yours yeah come on in you know you're not expecting a cps worker to come into your house and take your kids without a warrant until it's too late then what do you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, a hell of a lot of money to try and at least be able to say hey i can take care of my kids this is how well, what else? You, you don't get your kids back. Where else do they go? The, the foster care system. They take them to these places. It's not good for them. Why? Because parents, like she said earlier, Crystal, you know, they, they can't, they, I, I don't feel like that's right. I know that's not right. Sorry, excuse that. It's not right for them to be able to do that. It's really not. Parents need to have the knowledge that just as much as kids, it's like a hurricane or tornado when you get a tornado warning what do you do you're, you don't panic but you prepare for it you ready yourself you get the knowledge needed to be able to prepare for that disaster that natural disaster obviously that's a little different but just to you know to put a visual representation you know when a cps worker knocks on your door that's the alert hey we're here hey hurricane hey we're coming for you but it's when you open that door, say, come on in. That's when the hurricane, the tornado hits. You start panicking. Why? Because they take your kids. You're defenseless. You can't do anything about it. So what do you do? As parents, need to have the knowledge. Definitely, because when CPS enters, and what a lot of people, parents, don't understand is they, they don't leave. They just keep coming back. As that was in my case. They just didn't know when to leave, and then they kept coming back. They do, Marianne. They don't, they don't leave. They are vampires. They're there to suck your life, your finances, your life, your livelihood, your, your legacy, your children, your blood. Um, they're there to suck it all. And most parents, thank God parents are being very aware to to keep recording and Marianne let's promote um, every type of video recording there is even though the system likes to hide it um, we can keep posting it on every social media mm-hmm. even let's not hit the court system we can keep posting it Listen to me, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, sisters, nieces, nephews. I don't care. Keep video recording because at the end of the day, our social media platform is just going to keep getting bigger, which means that when these kids keep getting stolen, 
we can keep finding them. Record, record their faces, take their DNA, take their hair when they get their haircuts. It doesn't, when they get a piece of bubble gum in their hair, take it, take it, take mm -hmm. it. When they lose their teeth, put it in a plastic bag. We live in a society that is so dangerous. You don't know when you're going to see your child last. You don't, you don't. You don't know if your partner is devious and maniacal and scheming. You don't know if the, if the teacher is so disappointed in your child and their behavior. Maybe your child told them to go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe your child told them to shut the hell up. Maybe your child is getting abused in the, in the school and nobody wants to admit it. Take pictures, mm -hmm. Take pictures, get their DNA because children are going missing more than air, more mm -hmm. than vibration, more than I'm telling you, Marianne, you know, this firsthand, the Amber alerts are going off left and right. And mm -hmm. most of them are not from kidnappers. They're from parents trying to take their children. Most definitely, because uh, in my area, we had two of them in one week. And I, I thought to myself exactly what you just said. I said, I bet that's some parent that's probably trying to rescue their child. Exactly. So our government is so corrupt. The CIA, we already know is corrupt. The FBI is so damaged and so infiltrated and so corrupt. We can't call on them. They it's couldn't sniff a dog fart mm -hmm. from a gas. Right. And, gas and definitely. And how many parents are out there that would love to have a birthday with their child and see their child, pick them up from school, go to their games, watch them graduate. And then you've got other parents that are throwing their kids out into the street. Exactly. Exactly. And if you decide that your child is just not good enough because they give you so much grief, I just want to tell you, you're the worst piece of shit. You are the worst piece of shit. Because there's parents, thousands, millions between the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Europe, Australia, that are dealing with the corruption because they're all in the same united system that was formated for child corruption and child rape. And that's how sick and depraved they are. Yeah, you want to sit there and cry and kick your child out. You don't know where they are. They could be sleeping behind a Publix. Oh, Walmart. Oh, I don't care. It's tough love. Tough love. Tough love. That's tough love. Yeah, there, there's other ways to do tough love, not abandon your child. Yeah, let's talk to all the parents that we're going to get together and raise their pictures, raise their birthday, raise the, the day that the government kidnapped them. That's what we need to do. Our child, 
kidnapped. The date they were kidnapped and the date they returned or the date they were kidnapped never returned. And some parents, you know, they, they try to fight to get their kids back and get their kids back and then they oh, get no. adopted out, some of them? Yes, a lot of them, just like a lot of parents, they wind up dead, they wind up accidentally suicided, accidentally drug overdosed, or you've done all your case plan, you've done everything we asked you to do, but, but, but. That's our government. They're corrupt, and we need to take our government back. I'm sure people are wondering, how do we do that? Um, we just as feel so. As a nation, mm -hmm. as a nation, as you can see, over the last two years, our nation has become more together when it comes to the child slavery and the child kidnapping. So what we need to do is that it's not a, oh, we're having a march in this state. We're having a march in this state. No, it's a collective stand together, all together, one for all, and rush and take your children back. Yes, it's very a very pathetic situation, especially when you see caseworkers on Facebook wearing hot pink t-shirts saying legal kidnappers and on the back. But look at them. Look at who yeah. they are. Look at who they are, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, in reality, look at all these caseworkers. Look at these social workers. Look at them. Mm -hmm. Actually, look at their appearance. Look at how they dress. Look at how they speak. They're disgusting. And they're, they're not educated. Disgusting. Look at them, though. I mean, have you ever seen a social worker that has ever walked up to you that has ever brushed their teeth, that has ever worn anything that is not from Ross or Walmart? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. They're disgusting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely disgusting. They're, they're gross. They don't even know, they don't even brush their teeth, but they're ready to come and take your children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, this is terrible. This is just a global nightmare. And um, I don't know, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. My last podcast, Zoom, cut out, and I just want to make sure you're still there. What I'm trying to say is... Oh, are you there? Are you there? Oh, sorry, I'm muted. So... What I'm trying to say is across the nation, all these videos that you see of these social workers, so-called social workers that don't have any degree, um, if they have a degree, it's especially not in uh, childhood therapy, childhood mental health, uh, any type of psychological or mental health degree. 
they literally, um, if you see them, you, I would run away from them, literally run away from them in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Scary. Like they, most of them are, are, are absolutely terrifying looking. Um, they think that they are vilified and, and, and right. Oh, I think you muted yourself. They are, they, they feel like they're righteous and vilified in what they do. And it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. They are, they're terrifying, number one, because they have, if you look at them, they, some reason, I'm going to tell you something. If I was in an office, I would at least try to put a shirt together or button it together correctly. Mm-hmm. These women are disgusting. They're disgusting. Mm-hmm. They, they feel so righteous because they have Satan at their realm. Right. And they act very entitled and arrogant. They act That's like they're smarter the than you. And you look at them and they're, it, you just like, you couldn't brush your hair or your teeth to come take my children? Ew. Ew. Yeah. You, you can't read a no trespassing sign. You don't know what a warrant is. You have no proper education. You go in, you clock in, you clock out, and you sleep good while children are being raped and sodomized and abused and locked in cabinets and freezers and garages and you're sleeping okay. (laughs) Right. And the thing is what people don't realize is like, I mean, you think about, you know, girls getting into foster care being trafficked and it's just girls being raped, but it's also happening to boys, young men. And a lot of people don't realize that. These little boys, there was a little boy that was in the foster care system and you could look him up. He had penile lacerations. He had sodomization. There are parents that are crying out for their children who have been sodomized at two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 16, 17, 18 years old in the system, sodomized and raped, and these little girls being penetrated and raped non-stop from home to home to home to home. And we're sitting there acting like Oh, foster care. Look at these pictures they put on Facebook. We're looking for foster care parents. We're looking for people to help. Really? Really? Do you want to really know the statistics about foster care? Ask anybody in the last 15 years that has been in the foster care system in the United States. Ask them how it went. Ask them. Ask them how it went. Just ask them. 
them how it went. Was it good? Yeah. It's a disgrace. But you know what? The foster care system won't be penalized because guess what? They have immunity. They have immunity. That's the problem. And that has to stop as well. I'm hoping... Well, it's starting to stop with officers, thank God, um, in Florida, after somebody shot an elderly person, they're going to start getting cameras. Isn't that coinkydink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just... Our government is not held accountable, and everybody says Child Protective Services and Eckerd Youth and this youth and DCF and DHF and, and, and all these organizations across the nation. Oh, they're, gov they're not government. Wake up. They're not government. They're funded and paid by the government by Bill Clinton in 1997. Mm -hmm. Wake up. They're not government. They're not government. That's why they have to have the police. That's why they bring in fake warrants. They're not government. Family court system is a fraud. They are not real. It is not a real government. It was brought in to bring billions of dollars of profit in industry into the court system. They're not government. They're real government. Everybody has the right to a jury to face their accuser, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have the right to have everything documented in court and have the records displayed to you as a prisoner. We're all prisoners when we are brought to a governmental situation. We're all prisoners. We are all prisoners. Whether you get a sentence or not, you are a prisoner. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that. I'm, you know, if, if people have not been into family court, they really can't relate to what you're saying. No, but guess what? When you walk in front of a court and you're asked to plead to a crime that you have never been arrested for, never been charged for, and you're looking at them dumbfounded, and then you go and research the law, and you like, you, this system, you crazy motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You are so corrupt, so dirty, so absolutely disgusting. And anybody that can work in the family court system is beyond scowling, disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like they deserve the lower pits of hell. Oh, yes. Yes. The well put. lower pits of hell. You are so disgusting. And I hope you hear this. I don't care what you do to me. At the end of the day, I know where my soul is going. So you can hit me off. I don't care. But anybody that works for the family court system, I don't care if you're a, a representative of the defendant or you a prosecutor or a caseworker or, 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 or a judge, you're disgusting. 
You mm. are the most disgusting, vile shit. That you are the lowest corrupt shit that has ever walked the earth. I would rather eat donkey shit than ever be a family court anywhere. I agree. I agree because there is no accountability either. No, they are so disgusting. Everyone in family court, I don't care if it's the, the uh, what do they call them? The, um, the child representative, uh, the, 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 prosecu the prosecutor. I laugh at the prosecutor because it is the most disgusting, vile piece of shit there is in that courtroom besides the judge. They're both equal in pieces of shit. Because they are both maniacal, evil, deviant, manipulative pieces of shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? <laughs> Who hasn't? Oh, but I said it. But I said it. They're mo they're, they, they are the most maniacal, deviant pieces of shit. Well, you know, funny, you should, well, it's not funny, but we, when we're talking about CPS and what they wear and things like that, and. Oh, they and, are so, they are so. Oh, they, damn, just right. I, I, I family court where I've dressed better than the fucking, uh, the, the state's attorney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Get your shit together. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They, they uh, go into the courtroom wearing you know, just uh, like a cowboy button-up shirt with, um, uh, I don't know, some type of dress jean or something. They don't. It's <laughs> disgusting. No. And that's what our money pays for. Are you, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them like, you're disgusting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're disgusting. Well, in fact, you know, a caseworker had inspired me to write a poem. And, um, it's it, it's in with my book of uh, cry out for justice poems of truth, oh, but let me hear that. Oh, do you want to hear that? Because I <laughs> want to hear because I'm fired up about these little people who come in so think they're so self righteous. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really, you couldn't have dressed better than what I dress as a defendant. Like, are you out of your mind? They are, and the thing is. Um, well, we won't go into the perjury problem. But anyway, this is called CPS lies. Honey, perjury, perjury in that system is, 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 is like getting an M&M &M at, the, at the end of your haircut when you're five years old. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it is what it is. Perjury in family court is literally the only way they survive. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, this poem is called CPS Lies. And believe it or not, I wrote it in October of 2018. And it's somewhere in my, my book that I wrote and in my other book of poems, Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. But here it is. Okay, now brace yourself. There's profanity in it, okay? I love it. Okay, here we go. The case, 
The caseworker with the Dr. Seuss hair came to your house without a care, with frivolous accusations and lies ready to destroy your children's lives. Anonymous phone call, who could it be? An axe to grind, as you can see. Waiting for the right time to step in, she doesn't care that lying is a sin. Family court ready, there she sits, proudly by the judge, smiling like shit. Eat and grin, she lies to and fro, ruining your family just like so. With deceit and slander, she runs her mouth. As you watch your case heading south, perpetrator on the stand, she repeats. The judge already assumes you're a deadbeat. Your reputation's destroyed, you've lost your job. The caseworker tells your kids you're a slob. The other parent has much to gain, not paying in child support. Now you're in pain. The lies continue. She cannot stop. Perpetual lying has been her backdrop. Now she will move on to someone new to destroy their family for something to do. Mm. How pathetic. <laughs> oh, whoa. Is that not the damn truth? Unfortunately. The damn truth. Unfortunately, they sit there and they make absolute millions and billions in profit off of lies and slander. Mm-hmm are disgusting oh, yeah. so i'm really proud of all the organizations coming together internationally against this corporation that has thought it could get away with everything and 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 sad to see that these social workers are getting shot um they need to stop what they're doing mm -hmm. they have to stop uh, i i don't want to see anyone hurt they have to stop they have to stop because parents are going to become more and more engaged and more aware and more protective. And I don't want to see anybody hurt. They have to stop. Hey, Crystal, what do, you, what do you think of these caseworkers that they'll go to the school unannounced, interview the child, and I've heard of some children just being removed from the school and not even telling the parent? No, you have to tell your children, listen, your children, if your children are not being abused, tell your children, shut up. Don't talk to anybody. It's okay to discipline your child. It's okay to tell your child it is wrong to steal, lie, cheat, uh, hurt anybody else. Discipline your child. We hear it across the country. It's okay to, 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 to discipline your child but only under certain circumstances per state regulations or county regulations, it becomes delusional. Mm -hmm. But teach your children, shut up. If you're not being abused, shut up. Right, because you're Don't only bringing the wrath anything. of hell. Don't say anything. They say, are you being abused? Is there anything you want to tell us? Is there anything you need to tell us? It's okay. Do you want a cookie? Hey, look at this. Oh, what do you like? What's your favorite color? Well, what's your favorite sport? Well, you know, I didn't do so well in math either. You know, does your mommy drink? Does your daddy drink? Oh, it's okay to have a couple of drinks. We're not mad. How much do they drink? Mm -hmm. um, never smell anything weird coming from mommy or daddy. Oh, do you any, 
do you smell anything weird coming from uncle or grandpa or Pepap or Mima or, 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 or whatever they want to call them, you mm -hmm. know, they do their psychology. But guess what? Parents are more aware than they know. Teacher, right. listen, <laughs> I don't care what they have to ask you. Shut up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up way worse than where you're at unless you're being really abused and your parents are just abusing you left and right and you're starving and you're homeless. Listen, mm -hmm. you're way better off where you're at mm -hmm. because you're more likely to be sex trafficked, raped, molested, physically abused, mentally and psychologically tortured in foster care than you are ever to be in your biological home. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. Statistics from Harvard and everywhere else show it. Exactly. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Marianne, let's just get this out get it out let parents i don't care parents can be mad parents can be upset i cursed oh well at the end of the day i might be saving your child's life and i'll tell you what if your kids taken away from you you will be cursing too oh hell yes you will be don't answer i want to say one thing marianne parents stop answering the door Period. If you stop answering the door, they'll stop coming. They'll stop stealing. They'll stop raping. They'll stop molesting. They'll stop abusing. Stop answering the door. Start fighting back. Most definitely. And I want to have you back on the show again. Um, We'll have to talk about that too when you can come back on. Um, and I appreciate uh, you bringing your friend on. Yeah, it's so sad that he had to go through that, but that's most parents these days. I can't take care of them, the court system, the school system. Nobody will help me, so let me just take them out. Let me let them live under a bridge or behind a barn or behind Publix or in Walmart or Kroger's or or whatever hmm. really really that's how you think about your spawn your your child your your life your legacy then you have children being taken away for nothing mm -hmm. we have a really damaged society and Very. a really damaged government and guess what? People are fighting back. And we're going to keep fighting. And we're going to keep spreading the message. And we're going to keep telling people about you nasty, disgusting social workers that mm -hmm. think you're above everybody and you don't have a clue what's coming for you. Mm -hmm. That's it, Marianne. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I want to have you back on. So um, hang on there.
Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again with Crystal in the future and um, other guests on my podcast. Thank you so much, Crystal. Crystal.